Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. It is Thursday, February 8th, 2018. I'm Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations live from Los Angeles. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Converse Radio, that's Converse like the shoe without the E. Converse Radio on Facebook, it's Conversations the Podcast. And our website with the long address conversationspod.wixsite.com slash conversations and we're broadcasting live tonight two weeks ago we had uh, Casey Burke from the middle Casey of course her role of Cindy in, in the middle so thanks to her and thanks to Six Orange from the kicks for co-hosting check out all our podcasts on Podbean there's a link on our Facebook page as well as our homepage that brings you to that page Podbean That's where all our podcasts are parked and that infamous RSS feed, which delivers our podcasts right to your device. Tonight's guest host, no stranger to conversations. Well, he's Ken Stacy. He's worked with everybody from Elton John to Michael Jackson. He's worked on American Idol. Currently, he is the front man for a little band called Ambrosia and a lot of side projects as well. He's a singer, musician, producer, mentor, and teacher. Ken Stacy, how are you? I'm great. We're live, baby. Bye. <laughs> Glad <laughs> to have you back. Thank you for having me back, Mike. It's always a pleasure. We last had you on with, uh, with Aaliyah Molden. And a lot of valuable information, and really, I saw and I heard a different side of what you actually do as a musical mentor. Ambrosia, of course, huge. But there's so much more to Ken Stacy. I've learned that, and and it's good. You know, there's no bad Ken Stacy PR, so I'm I'm happy about that. Well, I'm glad to hear that too. You have been uh, extremely busy. Uh, you just finished up a cruise with um, the Moody Blues. You also uh, did a show at Bogies. Yeah, that's a new project that I've put together, uh, kind of an expression of broader things that I want to be a part of a conversation that I want to be a part of, you know, socially, politically, and musically. And so uh, I kind of found this image a while back, and it sat with me, and I kind of created this image and the concept of the band Ken Stacy and Heartland, um, like Bruce Horns being the range, or et cetera, et cetera, something that could express kind of a deeper deeper meaning and intention for you know where i'm going as a songwriter now and as a performer obviously still out there with ambrosia and we're working really hard and working a lot which is wonderful and uh but you know i've been writing and and been an artist on my own for many many years and needed to get back into having that own my own personal individual voice and my ability to share that with people so yeah this was the first outing for that at Bogey's really wonderful listening venue in Westlake uh, Village, California. We had a great turnout and a lot of fun, and people seemed to really enjoy it, and it, it seemed that they got the message, and that was the most important thing I really wanted to kind of share. It was a homage, if you will, to Martin Luther King. It was Martin Luther King weekend, and I really wanted the underlying message to really revolve around his ideas and the things that he left us with in our culture, uh, things that are really important we need to be holding on to right now. So, um, yeah, 
it was a it was a success and I'm really glad we that I took the time and amazing group of musicians around me and yeah and people, wow yeah, it's a blast yeah I mean people from foreigner and I mean and just I mean all kinds of folks and of course I know that the uh, your Ambrosia buddies joined you as well which is cool they did, they did. yeah and it, which was wonderful you know uh, Burley and Mary came out Joe unfortunately came off the cruise sick um, oh. so able to make it out but yeah I had. Uh, Mem- you know, members from Foreigner and Tears for Fears and uh, Phil Collins and just they're the the important thing is that they're extremely dear friends yeah. and brought not only their massive extraordinary talent um, but their heart. They put so much in, into preparing because, as you know from the cruise and some other things that came up, uh, my my plans for how I was going to prepare for this kind of got slayed. So yeah, was, I really had to rely on the kindness and love and support of the people that uh, were willing to stand on stage with me and they just, they killed it. It was wonderful. And, I'd, uh, I'd love to uh, go on. I, mean, I was, didn't, I wasn't, I was occupied so I could not, but I'm glad it worked out for you. Thank uh, you. And I'll and make sure you the next one. <laughs> and thank you. And Mike, thank you for your support. Cause I oh, hey, you anytime. Very you know support. And as far on the Ambrosia front, I mean, you guys are just, you guys are so busy. Um, every time I call you're on the road, which is, which is typical. But you're selling out places. You were at the Golden Nugget with Ambrosia and a yeah. sellout. I mean, that's yes. so iconic. Yes. And we were just at Harrah's with Ambrosia and Friends, and that was pretty much a sellout, too, which was a very big theater there. Um, that's beginning to evolve for us as well, you know, as we're putting together uh, ourselves with other hand-picked artists. In this case, we had uh, Orleans, Bill Champlin oh, sure. from Chicago, and, and Sons of Champlin, and... Um, and also uh, Stephen Bishop with us, and it was a great night. We had a blast, and the audience was amazing. And we'll be back at Harris again soon. There, they, it seems to be a really good fit for us. So Ambrosia and Friends is really beginning to gain some steam, which is great. And uh, you know, for legacy artists, it's very important in this day and age to be able to find new ways to, um, you know, to brand and and get out there and market. Uh, what we do so sure. and we're actually going to be out pretty soon uh, to working with Michael McDonald again and awesome. a variety of other people so lots of good stuff coming up yeah. what a voice he has oh my goodness <laughs> yes <laughs> I was I had Steely Dan on the I want to, our, I want to get to our guest of course but Steely Dan was on my 80 gig iPod one morning and listened to I'm listening to Bad Sneakers and uh, I'm like uh, wait that's Michael McDonald I'm like Chris Google that sure enough uh, Michael was on everything I mean yeah, yeah. so yeah. he was a, the voice the when, guy <laughs> so I'm glad things are working out good for you guys. Keep them busy. I'm going to see you on the 24th. Actually, you're coming to Santa Clarita, That's so right. I'm looking forward to that at the Canyon. We'll talk about that later on. But I want to bring our guest in, and uh, you know as well as I do that I really love uh, shows like The Voice, uh, America's Got Talent. Yep. There's just so much talent out there, and and I use that word a little loosely because there's a lot of talent, and there's a lot of people that rest on their laurels. And um, our guest tonight does not rest she's, on her laurels. She's There's, got all that talent, but she's not resting on her laurels. Nothing at all. Far, um, no. I, I was really, really, really impressed with not only what I knew about her, but also all the information you sent me in kind of doing my research um, on you, Addison. Because <laughs> I always yes. like to make sure that I come to these conversations prepared. And I was very touched and inspired by all the things that I learned about you and obviously in watching you perform, um, it's, it's just a really beautiful and enriching experience, but it was also really, you know, I saw a lot there. And then by after seeing that and then 
getting to know your backstory more, it really kind of made sense to me. Addison Egan is our guest tonight. She is the season 13 runner-up on The Voice. She should have won. <laughs> I digress. You know, not my decision. Amazing. I. It's those first few notes, and you hear those, and those chairs turn. And for me, I usually fall out of my chair. That's my, my way I turn the chair. I just fall out. <laughs> because it's just... My gosh. And and the whole backstory, I mean, is wonderful, too. Addison, how are you? I am great. I am super, super great. How are you? We're doing well. And I'm probably super <laughs> tired. You just got off, of, got off stage tonight. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, I, uh, I was performing um, at the Coliseum in Fort Wayne, which mm. I know you guys are not here in Indiana, but um, it's... It's it's like right by my house, but it's this huge venue that I've always gone to see shows, and especially this specific Christian show that was playing tonight. And they asked me to go on a little mini tour with them um, and play the Fort Wayne show, and then the Indianapolis show, and then the Detroit show with them. So tonight was the first night of of doing that, and it was it was just it was so surreal to me to be uh, playing at a show that I've gone to since I was. I was seven the first time I went to the show, but it happens every year. Um, and um, it was just totally surreal to be up there playing original songs that I've written and uh, people responding so well. So it was it was really a dream come true. But yeah, it's it's pretty late here in Indiana, but yeah. I'm super happy to be talking right now. 16 years old, Ken, and she's already on the circuit. That's... I know. I know. <laughs> That's the way it works. That's when wonderful. When somebody plugged in. I mean, but listen... When I look back over this, what, your first piano recital when you were two and your first open mic at nine and all the things that you've been doing with your music in terms of working with your, your mother and, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you've been, you've been um, getting prepared for this for a long time, whether you knew it or not. And Absolutely. here you are, you know, Absolutely. at the next step. I totally agree. Yeah. It's uh, kind of crazy how you uh you're doing something and you're living life what you think is normal and just that's how that's how you were raised or that's how I was raised and um you think it's totally normal and then you think oh it's just how everybody lives and then you realize that it's it's sort of different and that you're living life totally different with a a much more obvious purpose for what it will be used for later in life but I I guess I, I didn't realize it till a few years ago when I started writing songs and I realized I could do something with this and I could really touch, touch many people. So, um, the voice was just a great platform to sure. base that off of and show myself to millions more people. That's I, right. I wanted to ask you this though, cause this is very important because I've noticed through this whole process, you have never forgot where you came from. And I think that is so important because you could very easily go totally Hollywood, LA, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But you are a mm -hmm. Fort Wayne girl. And yeah. uh, I mean, how does that inspire you as a, as a songwriter? I mean, this is this is where I've grown up. And when I was, um, I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of traveling. The first time I was ever on a plane was the first time I went out to L.A. So it's really where I've grown up and I call home. And there's, I think there's so many good things in this city that it's, if you don't love this city, you're seeing the wrong parts of it. Like, there's so much goodness here. Sure. So I, I definitely... I'm a, I'm a homegirl and, and love to to stay in Fort Wayne. But I also, I, I love to travel, but Fort Wayne probably for a long time will be my home base. And they totally have my my back in everything. It's, it's crazy. I could totally mess up any song 
and they would just clap and continue to be to be there and support me. Fort Wayne really is just so proud of to have someone um, actually stepping out and doing something because there's a lot of art in the city of like dancing, acting, visual arts, and music. All all of it. There's all of it, but to see someone actually go and take it to the next level is is really different for this town. So I was honored to be the type of or to be the person that um, got to do that. So yeah, Fort Wayne's great. <laughs> I do have to ask one thing, and Ken, I don't want to cut you off, obviously, because I want to get back into the voice thing too. I have to know your first plane flight. How was that? Oh yeah, um, I was I was really nervous because I'd heard horror stories of like people's ears popping and them staying popped for like weeks after and being like I don't even know what that feels like so I brought like two packs of gum and finished both packs because I was just <laughs> chewing so much gum I didn't want my ears to pop oh funny that's great wow. you know what's funny Addison is that I, I probably fly in an average year I'm probably on a plane between 70 to 100 times a year sometimes oh more and that's not it's kind of crazy yeah and there have been years where it's been more you know what's funny is that um my first time really traveling a lot was back in 2000 2002 when i was with elton john and the best part of the touring was the two and a half hours on stage the worst part was getting on planes i was terrified really really had a huge impact and now i'm in flight all the time you know once you realize how remarkably not only how remarkably safe it is but i tell other people when the plane bumps around or it does these strange things it's doing what it was designed to do as a matter of fact what people don't realize is you're in a plane you're actually safer in the air than you are taxiing on the runway yeah planes are not designed to run to perform at their best on on the ground they're actually designed to fly in the air so you know, um, you've got a lot of flying ahead of you, my dear. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, to and they're so nice now. I mean, you, these, these cabins are just, they're beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, back I in, know, the, yeah. back in, you, back in my I, day, it was, it was, it was PSA, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. Western Airlines. And oh my gosh, it was just like a, an Airbus, you know? So, so you um, know what, Addison, I wanted to add to that because you're going to be out there and you're going to be using your voice so much. You need to maintain your health. Don't be ashamed to wear a mask and hydrate a lot. I wear masks all the time. People sometimes look at me crossways, and I just look at them crossways back. It's like, you don't have to get off this plane and go sing for a living. I do. <laughs> True. So, good point. And, and, yeah, and people don't – it appalls me when you get on a plane and people are hacking and sneezing and coughing, and nobody is protecting one another. Right. So you have no. to protect yourselves. So take care they're, of yourself. They're always They're always – tends to be at least a few people on the plane just totally sick yeah and just happen to be sitting on either side of you yeah be be real careful i mean airborne's really good emergency vitamins because this flu this year has been really really bad and 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 i just got over i just got over having strep throat oh oh yeah that was rough but i I made it through i made it through good 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 but yeah i i've learned a lot of the tricks and concoctions of different teas and making the my actually brooke simpson she she makes this drink she calls it jesus juice it has like (laughs) everything it has ginger it has honey it has lemon it has cayenne pepper it has um emergency and then coat throat all in it and you just like chug it and yeah apparently it works i can't stand it so i never did it but she would do it like daily 
what that's fantastic. What's your regiment, Ken? How do you how do you warm up for a show as far as vocally? Oh. Gosh, well, I mean, you're, you know what? I mean, because singing when I'm home and session work and mentoring, teaching, touring, I can't tell you when I'm not like in like the process of maintaining and take. Plus, you know, I have a 13 and a half year old son. I have a stepson. I've got a family. So, and we were just out on the road, and the band was sick. Um, but you know what? I like I just told Addison, I wore a mask constantly when I was in confined quarters with anybody else, a plane or a car. I washed my hands regularly. I took, um, like, I, I guess I have my own form of Jesus juice. I've got my <laughs> own concoctions that I make out there. Uh, <laughs> organic honey, lemon, um, uh, um, ginger, ginger tea bags. Um, those kind of things all help to, you know, and then um, hydrating a lot yeah. and trying to get as much rest as I can. And uh, mm-hmm. fortunately, I avoided it. I did not get sick. Um, wow. I was really happy for yes, yes, because I've just it's been a very busy time. So, um, but you know, the regimen, you know, is that, and it's it's really paying attention to what I eat and when I eat and what I drink and what I don't drink, and right. and up and warming down as you've been learning, Addison. I, obviously, you've been singing for a long time, um, and now at this level, when you're going to be touring and busier than ever, you know, you're going to have less and less time for self care. Right. So it's really important for you to kind of have your little medicine bag, your stuff where you, whatever you're going to bring, the stuff, the teas, the the emergencies. Oh, and also, Addison, zinc, zinc, zinc. Yes. Really? Like, oh, huh. yes, zinc. That, that wow. is, yes. You can, if you go out and get yourself just little lozenges, like vitamin C lozenges, lozenges and zinc, and suck on those when you're on the planes, and mm-hmm. it It'll help keep your throat nice and, and lubricated, and it will fight off uh, virus and bacteria. So um, huh. all these things are important, and you and you just got to stay on top of it because you know you're going to have a lot of people in situations pulling at your energies and your time, and you're yeah. going to stay as rested and, and and hydrated and as healthy as you can. I've got I've got to, I've got to say yeah. this. Hold on a second. Doctor Ken Stacy's help thousands, and he can help you too. <laughs> so, but, um, that's all good. Before you were worried about getting ill and losing your voice, you had a dream, and um, obviously, you've been doing this for quite some time. You've got an album out already. What was uh, the process? How did you decide? You know what, Mom, Dad, I think it's time. Let's try for the voice. Um, actually, it was kind of opposite. It was kind of flipped. It was always a dream of mine to be on The Voice, and I would, like, act it out in my room, having someone announce my name coming onto the stage. I literally, because I would watch it on YouTube, or I didn't, we didn't have a TV until this year, so I had actually never watched The Voice before (laughs) my season. But, um, like, little clips on YouTube I had watched, but, um, we didn't have a TV, so I didn't have the chance to. Anyways, um... Oh, my gosh. Now I went on a bunny trail, and I lost my train of thought. The voice. (laughs) The voice. That's funny. Do you hate when that happens? That's the worst worst thing. And you're like, wait, the question was just asked. What was was the decision? What what, what made you go for it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, the decision. It was actually – okay, so – it had always been a dream of mine, and then uh, randomly, I was singing the national anthem, 
at uh, my one of my high school volleyball games. Yeah. And my Spanish teacher was there, and she's all about those TV shows and uh, helping people get on those things. She just loves them. So she looked up the voice auditions, and there was one more slot for the open calls in Chicago that weekend which was two days away so she emailed my mom right away and said hey there's one more slot take it if your daughter wants to try try for this i heard her sing the national anthem i think she could really do it and so my mom signed me up without asking me (laughs) and so i mean that weekend we went and and auditioned i was all for it there was no forcing at all and there's i was all for it um but i i don't think i would have ever decided to actually go after the dream um, by myself, I needed someone else to step in and and say, "Hey, I really think you could do this," and actually push me to do it. So sometimes that extra nudge really helps. So this was uh, a, this was an ambush, basically. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know how to say it. You know, we we had back when next thing the radio was was on, we had Grace Vanderwall on, and of course, Grace, mm-hmm. you know, America's Got Talent, she nailed it and she won. But um, mm-hmm. she too, her, her her mom was the one that. Uh, oh, by the way, I signed you up for America's Got Talent. She goes, "Oh, okay." And the rest is just you know, they had no idea. But you, here you yeah. are. You're you're next thing you know. You there were auditions, I guess, in Indiana. Is that what happened? Yeah, there were. Um, well, not not the season, not for season thirteen, but um, I actually got the chance to go down to Indianapolis for this next season um, and help. Uh, decide who makes it through the first round and uh, sort of be like the the little judge of the first step. So I got to be on the wow. other side of it for this upcoming season after I had just gotten back from being on The Voice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you heard of this, yeah. Ken? This happens? This actually happens? <laughs> of course it does. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it crazy. Wow. It happens. Yeah, it, as they say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right. So right. You- exactly. So you go, you, you know, go, you go, go, go ahead, Ken. Go ahead, Ken. No, I'm fine. Go ahead. Okay. So you go through the whole process and bing, bang, boom. Welcome to Hollywood. You survived the flight. Your ears didn't blow up. Um, and 10 packs to come later. There you are. Universal Studios lot, stage 12. I know it very well because I work mm-hmm. at Universal Studios. So uh, oh. uh, in the theme yep. park, I get to, I get to uh, dress SpongeBob and Poppy and all those guys. <laughs> So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. That's so big... anyway, so there you are, and again, that's uh, it's it. You know, it it, it looks a lot. It looks like it looks glamorous on TV. It's really like a big barn. It's so huge. It's it's just all the walls on the outside are just like tin, tan and black. <laughs> yeah. And you go in, and there's numbers, and it's you figure out where you're going, and it's all new, and it, you're like, oh, it's not that's not a whole like thing that you would the image of it it seems so much more normal when you're there and you're just like oh i'm just at universal studios you know about to audition for the voice it's nothing's new that stage is very iconic and of course um a couple doors down they used to film csi um and uh, all kinds of stuff filmed on the back lot and here you are you're in stage 12 and the day arrives for the uh the blind audition Mm -hmm. so what's going through your head i um I huh, let's see what was going on in my head. Let me, I was in the I was me, in the second half of the day. Okay, and um, so I was waiting around with I think I was with Ashlyn Craft and Noah Mack. Those were the people that I was hanging out with mostly that day. Um, and they obviously ended up making it through too, but we had no idea. And um, 
I had sort of, I wasn't super close to them before, but that day, since we were all like panicked, we really grew, grew close all together that day. And um, I mean, it was, it was like, I, I was just constantly praying and worrying and pacing and hoping. But then right when we got up to it, like when I was about to go on, there were absolutely no nerves, which is bizarre and weird. And I felt Zen almost. I literally was just like completely at peace and ready to go for it and ready to take the next step in my life. It really felt that way. And I was just totally at peace. Um, if I were to get a chair or if I weren't, but, um, I was praying that I would, would get a chair and then a few lines into the song I did. And, (laughs) <laughs> there's history yeah now adam adam turned first yes and then miley turned and yes. and i thought you would pick adam but you did go with miley and i could see the conflict there i, I knew that you were just on the fence you weren't yeah i yeah. really wasn't sure because the we obviously i mean you you think about it like okay if all four were to turn around who would i choose right and in my head it was what I thought was the obvious choice would be Miley. So I went with my gut and just went with Miley because at that point, after you, after their chairs turn and you know, you've made it, you kind of sort of black out and don't remember anything because (laughs) it's just, you're such, you're in so much shock that it's, you're just thrilled to even get the chance. And now it's like up to you. So you just have to go with your gut because you can barely even hear what they're saying, or at least that's the case for me. So, um, that's what happened, but everything panned out how it's supposed to, and I'm, sure. I'm, I'm thankful that I lost my battle um, because the connection I built with Adam was just unbelievable. Really, we had such a great bond, and we still do, and we will for for a long time. And I think it was pretty rare. And he, he was he was very protective over me and wanted me to make sure I was making the right decisions and was guiding me through everything and. Um, helping me for hours more than he even needed to um, for song choices and different places to do cool things in the song, but also just trusting trusting me and what my instincts of music are. So we had a really, really great connection, and we always um, managed to make something special each week. That's so cool, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, I you know... You're very blessed that way, and you've been, you know, you've been uh, held, so to speak, on your journey through this. And it's wonderful, you know, your attitude about this is exactly what it needs to be. Um, things like American Idol, The Voice, you know, they're they're reoccurring shows. You know, they're reoccurring television shows, music right. music variety shows, and people come through and they're cast members. And I always used to remind, uh, you know, the contestants when I worked on Idol. You know, it was like, you know, you can look at this in two different ways. You can come in this and get soaked up in the adoration and you can try to make, you know, get your ego fed on your 15 minutes of fame. Or Mm -hmm. you can open up your eyes and your ears. You can make relationships. You can learn. And this could actually be the catalyst for a career. Right. But but a career is a lot. You have to see the long view on a career. Careers are not... People, you know, one of the misconceptions about Idol, about The Voice, you know, a, a vast more. Obviously, there are a lot of examples of people coming out of these shows and having very successful careers. But when you look at the numbers of people that go through them and don't, you have to make sure that you look at this as a learning opportunity. And what I really enjoy 
about some of the things that you said and I also read about in your bio um, and the way you're approaching this is you're approaching it exactly the way you need to for somebody who's looking to build a career over the long term. Right. This is not about, you know, if you're in it for the short gain and, and, you know, the attention span of people anymore is just, you know, it's a nanosecond. So you're building relationships with Adam, other people within the industry, within people in the community. You're building a fan base. You're developing as an artist. You're keeping your mind and your heart open as to how you're going to develop and evolve. I love the closing thing on your bio where it says, the biggest thing I learned is that I have so much more to learn. Addison says she's ready to learn. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. It's going to your craft is going to be a lifelong journey, and your your career is going to be a lifelong journey, and it's going to ebb yeah. and a flow, and it's going to have its ups and its downs. And if your eyes are always in that on the long game, you're going to have a career in front of you, and it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. You've you know none of this is a surprise. And when you say to me that the moment you went on stage. It's like all that fear went away and there was just a, a moment of peace for you to step up. That tells me everything I know, need to know about you and where you are internally. I mean, yes, you're, you're incredibly talented. There's just no question about it. There are a lot of incredibly talented people in this world, and you know that, and you stood beside them on, on that stage. The difference is it's just like an athlete. It's like the Olympics, right? You go to the Olympics and you're surrounded by people that have worked just as hard as you have. They are phenomenally talented. They've been blessed with natural abilities. They've worked their whole lives for that moment. The difference is the people that win are the ones that internally are ready to stay focused, on point, stay open, and let the magic happen. And that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And when I look at those performances on the show, there is so much beauty and so much magic moving through you. And what I'm impressed in about Addison, and you were taught this and you were blessed with this, is that you allow yourself to be a vehicle. But you also pay attention. And I really see you, whether it was your – you wrote Tennessee, right? I did not. That was a Patty Griffin song. Oh, Patty Griffin okay. Song? My, okay. My bad. Sing You're it. right. You sing them all. They're yours. <laughs> That's for sure. I know. It's very confusing that those, they're actually just singles that are co written or another artist yeah. writes them. Anyways, continue. No, but you, you, a beautiful thing about it is that you're not afraid to attach yourself emotionally to a song. You, whether it comes naturally to you or you put a lot of effort behind the scene, whatever you do, when the red light is on and you step up and it's time to perform, it was very meaningful to me to watch how connected you were and that you there was not one moment, not one moment where you drop from the connection of the audience or the song. Yeah. You're a storyteller. And this goes beyond having a great voice. This goes beyond all those other material things. This is about something much deeper than that. And your dad, you know, he's right when he says who you are and, and, and what you are as a as a creative person and your uniqueness definitely resides in a much deeper place. And when I was watching those things and when Mike asks me to come on to these conversation programs, I've been mentoring for a long time. And obviously I spent a couple seasons on, on idol and worked with a lot of kids there mm-hmm. and, um, or young adults, excuse me. And, um, <laughs> and yes, yeah, so, I mean, at my age, I can call you a kid. What can I do? Back um, day, yeah. Wonderful young adult. And, um, you know, it's, um, 
it's really a beautiful thing when you come across somebody in season 10, Addison, I was one of the first line judges that put through Scotty McCreary. Mm. Nobody, I don't, if you ask anybody at that given time, is this guy going to win that season? I don't think anybody would have guessed that he was going to win. But, yeah. but what happened very early on, he made a mistake in the beginning when they were all choosing up you know, their partners to do their group number and get through the first cuts. And he said something that offended another kid, and he took responsibility for it. It moved him to tears. And from that point on, he was on the path of authenticity and really being real and connecting and being an open vessel. And he, like you, had great guidance by his parents who also allowed him the space to make choices like Adam was doing with you, respecting you, but also helping to guide you. And every week he just got a little better and a little better and a little better and a little better. And where some people peaked out, he kept on going. And Mm -hmm. where people could sing circles around him, he kept on connecting and his voice kept on getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Growing and growing. And lo and behold, he won. And I think that, and now look at today, he's still out there. He's still touring. He still has a, he's built him. He's evolved into an artist and he has what will be a long-term career for him. And rightfully yeah. so. And when I see where you're at right now and what's going on and the support around you and your family, your community within the business, Adam and other people behind the scenes on the show, you have all the right support around you to help you continue to develop and evolve and build that platform that for that career. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things, if you will indulge me, Addison, because... And I'm only doing this because I was so touched by what I saw in you and read about you and I'm hearing from you now. Um, I took some time to write a couple of things down that I want to share with you. And mm-hmm. you can take them for what they're worth. It, these are coming from my heart. This just comes from a, like a, an intuition in me and a, it may me- be meaningful you, to you or not. Um, I think you already know that, that, that craft um, and your journey and, and being an entertainer and being an artist, you know, it is a craft and, and craft is a lifelong journey. If you talk to anybody who's been in there in this and has had a career for decades and you've known them and you've seen them evolve, you see that there is an ongoing evolution of their craft. And it's important that I have a feeling that you're already aware of that and that you're going to stay very conscious of that. And mm. I don't see you. As, and I wanted to make this statement, but I, it's kind of rhetorical but it, because I don't think from what I see that you're going to be one of these people. But the statement was basically, never let the adoration of where you are right now stop you from growing and seeking more from within you. Yeah. At 16, you're very mature for 16. Yeah. It's in your voice. It's in your life story. That being said, it is very easy to lose your center when you are being immersed in so much adoration and the business can be so consuming and it can pry into your ego so quickly and so easily. And there's a difference between humility and, you know, you have humility and humility means you own and take responsibility for your gift. And yet at the same, and you stand in that light. And at the same time, there's a humbleness and an openness to you that's ready to learn ready to connect and I see that and I want to encourage you to never ever let that go because that is incredibly important and that will be the key to your long-term success 
having a career for many decades to come, because I can definitely see that. And I remember seeing Adam's response on the show. She could Grammys in the long term. Absolutely. And that's why he's investing so much in you, because he sees that in you and he believes mm-hmm. in you. Um, I want to also encourage something in you. You have, there's this thing that pours through your eyes and through your expression. It is so palpable. And when I read your story after seeing, and this was important, I watched you perform, then I read your backstory. When I read the backstory, it all made sense. You have mm-hmm. walked through alongside your mom. You've walked through and held the hands of people through a lot of suffering. And a lot of very dark and difficult times in their lives. And you've helped them, whatever that recovery is, and whether it was, you know, finding peace in their passing or whatever that is, you know, that is a lot to handle at five years old. And I know <laughs> you've a part of these things for a long time. That All that is in you, and it all comes through your eyes, and it all comes through your voice. I want to encourage you as an artist now, to gently and patiently continue to coax a little more and a little more and a little more each time from the depths of that well in terms of that expression Mm. and how you meld that into you as a communicator. You are a beautiful communicator. And if you pay attention to that, there's so much more in your well. It's going to be mind-blowing to watch as it continues to evolve. And stay connected with that. Keep reaching down for more subtle ways in which you can use your expression and your your beautiful smile and your beautiful that beam from your face and your eyes to continue to can tell to tell the story and draw people in because people need that they they your fans are going to look to you for permission to go on journeys that they don't even know they have to go on yet. Mm-hmm. You, you you present very well on stage. Yes, you're and, remarkable. And I like to work communicator, but more than that, really a storyteller. And you're Absolutely. you're very you're very good at that. And and the the songs that you chose, um, with guidance from Adam, of course, um, to to, to showcase and perform, were just perfect picks. Your duet with Nora Jones, I've got to tell you, I was in the kitchen, I was scooping out ice cream into a bowl, and I said, "That's Nora Jones." I look out and no, it's you singing. (laughs) It was just really good. I want to talk about humble and kind. I know everybody's talked about that as well. Um, Beautiful, beautiful uh, rendition that you did, and and I've got to tell you that I started tearing up before you did on that. Oh man, I was trying so hard to keep it together. What? What was it? Just was it? Just because number one, you guys get the best of everything. You get the best backup vocals. The, the the lush arrangements, it just sounded so beautiful. So I got to think that played into it as well. You just there's a moment yeah. where you say, "Wow, this just sounds," you know. You've been there, Ken. You know this. You know, there's that moment where you where it just all that that musical clarity and it just sounds. It takes your breath away. You know. Yeah, I mean that happened many times while while playing and even practicing with that band. They're so phenomenal, and they. Once they learn your voice, even if they don't know your voice, but once they learn it and can attach like how the timing of your voice and where you land lyrics and and how how you sing, that it just blends so beautifully. But that song is just that's a song that my grandpa 
showed me a long time ago because he um, he loves country music and he lives in the the top of Wisconsin in a little town oh. called Gilman. And uh, we were driving to church, to church and that song comes on and he's like, oh, Addison, you have to listen to this song. This this is just the most perfect song. And right after the voice was over, we were going to go visit my grandma and grandpa up in Wisconsin. And there was a line in that song that says, visit grandpa every chance that you can. And that was when when we were rehearsing it in the, the pre-rehearsals of it all. I could not get past that line because I was just like remembering, oh, my goodness, I I grew up just just a small, small town girl you know, visiting grandma and grandpa as, as much as I can. And here I am in LA living the dream. And I, it's like, I wanted to, I was like in the perfect balance of being able to do live both lives, the big, the big famous life, and then go back to a little town of 400 people in the top of Wisconsin <laughs> and visit grandma and grandpa. And then the lyrics of that song just mean the world yeah. to me. And it reminds me so much of my family and where I've come from and where I've grown grown and how much i've grown and um just to always remember to continue to stay humble and kind and it was one of the it was the last show day so the emotions were just beyond high and everyone that worked there and all the cast and then obviously the coaches and and crew and band and i just loved them all and everybody did it's such a great group of people so knowing that that was one of the last songs I would sing on that show or even maybe on television ever is just so emotional. And that I got to do that song was extremely meaningful to me. So it's wonderful. But yeah, during, during rehearsal, I couldn't even get past the third line without breaking yeah. down. So I didn't know how I was going to do it on the show day, but I made it far enough. And you know, that's okay because uh, the judges were fine with it and the band knew that, okay, this is where the song ends. And it was just perfect. I mean, yeah. it really was. Uh, you know, I mean, Ken, you've been there. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff, and I there are there are songs like that. But just there are, and and I and obviously, you know, I know Paul Markovich very very well, and he is an extraordinary band leader. And every, yes, everybody in that band are exquisite musicians, and they really pay attention and uh, know how to support an artist in, including all the backgrounds and, you know, they're just amazingly talented and, oh, yeah. and moving people. They're there to support you. But what was really beautiful, not only did they do an exquisite job, Addison, but your poise and the sound of your voice, there was never a moment every once in a while on idol or other shows in the past, you know, when I see people performing, there are times when the band and the, and the background vocals overtake or overshine um, the vocalist. Uh, this was never the case with you, it, and that's not that's not just because of them. It's also because of you, um, mm -hmm. and you stay that connected and that honest um, with the story, and you're mm -hmm. honoring and, and you're you're kind of uh, subservient to the song, which is beautiful about you. And you are there's no there's no way not to pay attention to that. Um, mm -hmm. Really, really powerful. Um, oh, would you you know you are it's it's in you and you were you were born for this and groomed for this and you're you're in the right place in the right headspace to continue to evolve and just get better and better and better as a singer i there is a place i want to make a suggestion to you because you're you are so amazing and i 
to hear even more. You, I want to give you a, I want to tell you a little thing. When they asked Michelangelo, how in God's name did he envision turning a huge t- chunk of granite into David? He said, quite simply, all I had to do was chip away the parts that didn't belong. David was already in there. Mm. I've always held on to that for me personally on my quest as a singer and I share it with my clients all the time because ultimately we are all you all of you is already in there but as we continue to evolve what we're basically doing is revealing more and more so it's like imagine Michael chipping away another piece and all of a sudden there's Michelangelo's finger you know (laughs) there's his ear and there's his eyebrow and you know what I mean yeah as you continue to evolve as a singer, and I know you're you're all about that, um, I want you to imagine that above your hard palate that there is like this massive cathedral. Imagine like when you're in church, that incredible sound when you're singing in church yeah. or singing at the Coliseum in Indiana or one of these beautiful places, and the sound just reaches up into the heights of the rafters. When you go for those 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 I and E and A vowels, I want you to imagine that they are reaching even higher up into up above your hard palate. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I you I listen to your voice and like, oh my God, yeah. this is she is stunning. No, it's, yeah. And it's like, okay, what how how can she now at sixteen, oh my god. How can she chip away another little piece of the granite and reveal more of Addison? And it's like, just imagine every time you go to those kind of vowels or you want to punch any kind of a phrase or anything emotional like that. Just imagine the roof of your of your head, the roof of your mouth just raising up another three or four or five inches. Mm. And just just just, and all it is is a thought. It's not a force. It's not anything you're going to push in your body. It's just a thought. Yeah. Play around with that and see what what comes of it for you. Because okay. you are just you have been blessed with an extraordinary extraordinary gift, an extraordinary instrument, Addison. Mhm. And with time and with you continuing to perform and do records and work with producers and all the things that you're going to continue to do, you're just going to begin you're going to keep chipping away at that stone and more and more and more of Addison is going to be revealed and it's just going to be more and more powerful. And it's a very powerful voice as it is right now. I mean, it's just amazing when when you, when you, 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 when you get up on stage, it's like the impression I get when I watch is like, okay, I'm going to sing this song. And, and it just, like you say, it punches through and it's just, it's amazing. I mean, everything you've done. Um, Also um, both sides now, what a Mm. wonderful arrangement that was. That was just, thank you. Oh, just beautiful. The, yeah, um, again, Paul Markovich is yeah. what helps so much with that, with all the instrumentation, and it's it was that was really really cool because I had this whole string section playing behind me and could just feel the energy coming from them and having that song both sides now from literally my perspective of it, which is like I've seen both sides watching the the TV, watching what stars seem to be like, and then actually living the life um, from, from the other side and getting to be the person that people look up to and want to meet one day. So that song was really, really cool for me to, for me to sing. And I, that was, that was probably both the Joni Mitchell songs, uh, case of you and both sides now were probably my favorite ones to sing on the show. 
Wow. Well, you know, it's so interesting, Addison, that you say that because I felt a very similar feeling about that. And when I saw you, that performance on both sides now, it was so – because Joni is – you know, what an extraordinary career. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Songwriter and, and, and like you, um, a communicator and a storyteller. And, yes, she blessed like you with a beautiful bell and incredible voice. But even more importantly – she understood the craft and the art of telling a story with that instrument. And mm -hmm. what I loved in your interpretation of it, and yes, Paul, what a beautiful arrangement. And they just, you know, pulled all the stops out. It was stunning. But in your interpretation of it, I felt Joni in it. I sensed Joni in it. But I absolutely felt you as an artist in it. And, and you did mm. a beautiful job. It was really Thank stunning. You. Really interpreted it. Your own way, really beautiful. Thank it was very, wow. very lush. I thought very lush. I just, it just sounded, sounded wonderful. And again, like I said, Ken, as you know, you guys get anything you want. You know, can I have dancers? Sure. Can I have background vocals? Sure. And they put it all together and just make it work. And that's, no, that's every every week. I mean, it's, I mean, that's you know, it, it takes. It never stops. It never stops. And there's so many things going on behind the scenes, working with the artists, around the artists, in the show. Um, crafting the show, each show, crafting choreography, craft. I mean, it's just an extraordinary thing. But you know what? All that being said, all that being said, if that singer, that performer cannot step into that moment and that light and that stage and deliver, none of that matters. Yeah. And it falls short. And it never fell short, short with you, Addison. It was just, it was really exquisite to watch you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's inspiring. It's always, it's inspiring. I love being at this stage in my life as a singer, as an artist, as a performer, and all the things that I do in art. And I love when somebody 15, 16 years old can come along and inspire me. And that's, wow. that's rare because, you know, yes, there are a lot of young singers that have been blessed and they can get up there and they can pull things off you know acrobatically and it's very impressive and they can hit big notes and but that's all fine and dandy that's that's all kind of window window dressing when mm -hmm. a person can come up and bear their soul and know how to stay connected in the story and move people you do and that i don't care if you're 16 or you're 60 or you're 40 i mean that is like that's that's everything i think so, i think part it, of it as well for me part of for me as well what i think is you you're very grounded Addison, I mean, at 16, and I think that plays a lot into your yeah. success so thus far. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to get even bigger than it is right now. And again, of course, the voice, long days. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, oh, yeah. it's very easy to say, you know, oh, again, okay, really? But I don't think you did that. I think I think you just, you again, you, you, you respect the craft and you know it's part of the process. Mm -hmm. And being grounded and knowing that there are steps that are involved in the whole thing. You were ready to take that, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. it's a big sacrifice. I mean, I know, right now, I know right now you're working in the studio again, long days, but you know, oh, yeah. it's the art, it's the music. And I know you, you, that's in your heart and you love that. Some of your inspirations have been in your life so far creatively. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. musically artists, musically artists. My, my biggest one right away is, an artist that I looked up to is, is named Brandy Carlisle. She's oh, Americana. Sure. Yeah. Her yeah. new album it was just uh, nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and she, wow, she's just, even if I don't even relate to her song, like lyrically, mm-hmm. somehow it's still my favorite. And somehow I still feel such strong emotions from it. And that's always been, I grew up on her music and Nora Jones. So mm-hmm. those two artists, especially, I've grown up listening to and really just feeling like, oh my gosh, their lyrics are so important and they're so they're so useful. So I always wanted to be and make sure I was an artist that had important information in my songs that I that I write and sing if they're covers. So That's yeah, it, those those two those two people and obviously my mom is a is a musician and has shown me plenty plenty of artists, especially Christian artists that that totally just blow my mind with their creativity and uh, their passion for what they do. We're going to have to wind down pretty quick because we are going over and I appreciate that you are sticking with us. But I got to say this, Ken, and this is the coolest thing. How cool is it to say, hey, my dad owns a record store? (laughs) That is, I mean, tell me about that, Addison. That's pretty cool. Rare. Yeah, there aren't too many of them out there. So that Mm -hmm. is amazing that your dad, you know, is so committed and obviously has a passion for it and that's beautiful that's a really yeah he totally he totally does um and i think i mean i love vinyl i think it not yeah. only brings a cool vintage vibe to a place but it, it really sounds so good and so clear and it brings music to a whole different level where music isn't just back background noise at right. when yeah. you're really listening to it and that's that's the biggest thing that i found with like vinyl it's it's totally a different experience and you can really learn more about music if you hear every part of it. So I, <clears throat> I think that's what's important to him about it. And actually, there's a lot of people that are coming, at least in Fort Wayne especially. Fort Wayne's a little hipster town. Cool. And uh, everybody loves a good vinyl player. So, cool. um, yeah, I think that's that's why. And it's it's... He's definitely passionate about it, but it's it's cool. We, there's a little stage in there. I play on it um, as much as possible. It's 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 a great place. And you mentioned vinyl. Vinyl is totally coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big resurgence. And, yeah, uh, it's like I think it's someone told me recently. It's it's like the fastest growing it's ever been before, great. like the fastest growing in uh, sales ever before. So it's it's coming back. It's coming back. Meanwhile, Ken. Best Buy yeah. announced the other day they're not going to be selling the CDs anymore. You know what? So, That's okay because yeah. it, you know this the d- digital. There's nothing wrong with the digit with a digital format or a digital process involved in recording, but when it comes down to the masters and I, and I agree with Addison, you know I think vo- vinyl can evolve, especially with the technology today, because some of the things that you really miss and you hear on those vinyl records, there's such a thing that happens with the dynamic floor and headroom on a on a vinyl record that you yeah. simply can't get on a CD or on a download and mm-hmm. and that informs how music is mixed how it's written mm-hmm. and in a real uh, a real detriment to popular music over right. the past couple of decades it's really taken a big impact that's very, on, very infor- unfortunate Addison I know we're winding down I got a quick question for you are you writing some of the songs on the record that you're doing right now yeah, um, actually, I'll explain that real quick. There's going to be ten songs on the album, and six of them were written by me. And uh, oh. one is a cover, and then three are written by other artists, and then I, I kind of uh, change what I change what makes it fit into my life story better. Um, 
So I, I did that for two of them. So yeah, I, I wrote a lot of it. And when do you have an idea of when they plan to release the record? Yeah, it's uh, it's there's not a specific date, but it's going to be late spring, so right before summer, so I can uh, wow, then yeah, share it with as many people as possible. I can't wait sure. to hear it. I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear you as a songwriter. You're, I really want to hear your voice as a as a writer. You're getting yeah, a, I, I love you to hear it. You're getting yeah. a lot of press, obviously locally there in the, in the interviews and uh, and a lot of shots of you um, in, in in the studio recording. And you really you just you're just so focused. I mean, it, it, I mean, mm-hmm. what a blast! I mean, studio work. I mean, by far is just yeah. so cool. Can you spend yeah. a lot of time in studios as well? So you know, it's been it's been really really fun. I love working in the studio, especially with. Um, I'm working at Sweetwater here. You might you might know that name. You might not. Yeah, um, I do. But I do. they have a, they have a great great recording studio, and uh, everybody that that is playing on the album they're just they're so so smart so again i i love to learn from them and i'm I'm learning so much already just this week off of working on it and last week when we started wow that's yeah. great yay mm. yay music <laughs> yeah, ken knows his way around studios for sure because you do a lot of you do a lot of a lot of background stuff too so yeah mm. so it's a lot of late nights it is, and it's great. I have, you know, in Sweetwater, we do a lot of purchasing of equipment through Sweetwater. So, oh yeah, wow. it's really cool that they've evolved into such a broader um, industry, and now and have a facility for recording there. That is really mm-hmm. cool. Some great people. Yeah, there. it's great. They have. Nice. Yeah, you're right. It, they they sell equipment literally everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Before we go, yes. your your Martin guitar. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's story yeah. on that? Yeah, it's a it's a double O twenty eight, and it's like the perfect the perfect guitar for me. Especially, it has a very focused sound, and mm-hmm. uh, it really blends well with my voice. I think I had I had a D twenty eight before, and I still have it, and I love it, which has a really really big yes. sound, and it's really oh. great. But for what um, I want to be doing. The this new one, the the double O twenty eight is like perfect. So I'm thrilled. I'm totally thrilled to have it. Wonderful. Can you can you know all these guitars? So it's <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. No, and it's important, especially as a an an artist and a songwriter, that you pick the right instruments. And in case you know, in this situation, yeah, if you're playing, it, yeah, it's awesome. really important. You have to make a really important decision there. So it sounds like you found the right partner. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a a duo if you pick your instrument. Yeah. We we have gone way over and we'll make this all work, but Addison, I got to thank you for joining Ken and myself tonight. Um it's it's been an amazing hour. Actually, an hour, yeah. Uh and um happy Friday by the way for you cuz it's past midnight oh, yeah. there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's 12:06 um, here. Well, it's all right. But both. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, anytime. And will you come back on the show again sure, at some point? We'd love to have you on because I think it's. I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing you six months from now because I think a lot okay. of stuff's going to start going to start happening. You know, the holidays are over. You're back in the swing and you're really totally focused. And, and um, going to be out there. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Are you yeah. playing out there again at all, Fort Wayne? Uh, you know what? I've been through Fort Wayne before, and uh, I don't know that we have anything right now, um, but I love the Midwest. 
Um, and Indiana is a wonderful place, and the audience and the people there are, you know, reflect, uh, they reflect Addison's values. So it's really go. cool. It was Good a wonderful deal. place to go through and perform and, and meet people. So it's yeah. been a to meet you, Addison, and mm-hmm. uh, look forward to hearing more from you and watching you uh, continue to evolve, and can't wait to hear that record. Awesome. Addison Iggins, singer, songwriter, entertainer, and just an all-around well-grounded human being. Thank you so much. Ken, thank you again for co-hosting. My pleasure. You've got uh, a couple of shows coming up. you got uh, the show at the Canyon. That's yep, Ambrosia. Got- That's going to be on the 21st. And uh, the day before that, we're at the Coach House, which is always a great venue for us. A lot of fun. Great venues. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. This is Conversations So Long. Mm-hmm.